Second Samuel chapter 1. Previous chapter is the death of Saul, who according to the previous chapter uh, understands he's going to be captured by the Philistines. He asks his arms bearer, his attendant, to kill him, lest the uncircumcised ones, referring to the Plishtim, stab me and mock me, make fun of me, but the arms bearer refuses to do it, and it says, Saul fell on his sword. So sword killed himself. That's what it appears to say in the previous chapter. Now in this chapter, which begins with after the death of Saul, David returns after defeating Amalek and recovering all the people that were taken and all the spoils. By Yeshev David Bitziklag, and David returns to Tziklag. That's the city that he has within the Philistine territory for two days. By Hibayom Ashlishi, on the third day, Finei Ishbar Ben Amachadem Be Yim Shaul Vgadav Kruim Vadamar Rosho. A man comes from the battlefield. We remember that David was conscripted to fight with the Philistines against Saul, and somehow he doesn't have to do it. The other Philistine leaders don't want him. So David is absent from the battle. On the third day, somebody comes, here means the war camp. His garments were torn, and there was dirt on his head. It's a sign of mourning. He came to David, he bowed down. Where are you coming from? I have escaped from the Israelite camp. And David says, what happened? Tell me what happened. So he has several reports, all of which are bad. The people had fled from the war. Many died. Saul and Jonathan, his son, died. It reminds us of the report that was given in the beginning of Shmuel in the story of Shiloh, when the ark was taken into battle again against the Philistines, and the messenger comes from the battlefield. Israel has lost the war, many have died. The ark was taken, and the sons of Eli died as well. Here we have a similar parallel uh, report. And David says to this lad who brings him the report, Nar HaMagilo, Ech yodata ki How do you know they died? So the young man is telling him the story, says the following. I happened to be at Mount Gilboa. When Saul was leaning against his spear, he had been surrounded by the chariot, the horsemen were closing in on him. He saw me. I said, Hineni, I follow Marineni. I am present. I'll do what you want. Who are you? He said, Stand up, please, and kill me. I finish me off. I am in agony, I'm barely alive. And I stood and I killed him. 
I took the crown from his head and the armlet from his arm, and I have brought them here to my Lord. So that's the report. The claim that this man makes, who by his own admission in telling the story is an Amalekite, is that he himself killed Saul, who was still alive at the time. Now this would seem to contradict the previous chapter. There it says that Saul killed himself. Here the claim of this man is that I'm the one who actually killed Saul. He was in poor shape, but I killed him. It is possible to reconcile the two stories, but it's also possible that in fact what happened was what was reported in the previous chapter, and over here we have somebody who wants to take claim, who wants to take credit for killing Saul, thinking no doubt that if he brings the crown to David, David will perceive it as doing him a great favor, and David will be very gracious towards this man who reports what happened. Of course, quite the opposite is going to happen. Here there's an important point about the narrative, biblical narratives in general. Biblical narratives are filled with contradictions. That's for sure. But over here, there is a difference between a statement that's made by the book, by the implied author telling us the story, and a statement or statements that are made by characters within the story. We can presume that a statement made by the book has credibility. The statement made by the characters in the story, their statements are colored by their own personal situation. So in this particular case, there's good reason to say what actually happened was in the previous chapter. And here we have a report of what happened, which is different and not necessarily accurate. In any event, this is what this Amalekite says. He also says he happened to be there. Now what's interesting is that the description over here a man came from the battlefield, Ubagadav Kruim Vadamal Rosho, and as I mentioned earlier, this reminds us of the report that we had after the ark was captured from Shiloh, and there was a great loss, a great defeat at the hands of the Philistines. And there, a man runs from the battlefield to inform people what has happened, and eventually ends up reporting to Ali the priest. The description of that man in chapter 4 of 1 Samuel is Umadav Kruim Vadama Arosho. Madav. Now, Madim means garments, but Madim also means, and in modern Hebrew, it certainly means a uniform. From the word Midah, that which is measured. So the uniform is something that you wear. Uh, the, the garments of the priest who work in the Mishkan. Uh, the word madim is used there as well, midobad. Some of you measure out. So in the first instance, the man running from the battlefield is wearing madim because he's a soldier. But in the second case, in our case, in our chapter, it's bigadav, not madim. It means that this person is a non-combatant. What is the non-combatant doing on the battlefield? He says, I happen to be there. But the alternative is that he didn't just happen to be there. He's on the battlefield after the war to pick things, take things 
from the dead people. And being an Amalekite, and we know about Amalek, their MO in general is to attack the weak. And no one is weaker than a corpse. So it sounds like a very plausible reading is he didn't just happen to be there. He went there after the fact. He sees this crown and the armlet, and he thinks he's going to curry favor with David. A bad mistake. But before we get to that, David's response is interesting. When David heard this news, he tore his garments. That's a sign of mourning. And they mourned. And by Yispadu, a hespit could mean also mourning, could be uh, lamenting. By Yotsumu Ada Erev, and they fasted till evening. Al Shaul by Yohonatan Beno, concerning Saul and Jonathan his son. Via Am Hashem, and God's people. Via Beit Yisrael, and for the house of Israel. Kinaflu Becharev, that had fallen by the sword. David's response is very interesting. And it sounds very genuine. There has been a national disaster. Israel has lost the war. Israelites have died. And not just that. Saul and Jonathan have died. And Saul and Jonathan, whatever you may think of them, Saul is the king of Israel. Saul represents the Jewish people. And David understands that perfectly. And David and all his people cry and mourn the loss of Jonathan and Saul and the house of Israel. That's the initial response. David in this chapter will also lament with a very beautiful elegy about the loss of Saul, the death of Saul and Jonathan. That's the second part of this chapter. But the first part is his response, his immediate response. Then David turns to the Amalekite. Where are you from? Now we already know this man had said I'm an Amalekite. That was his response to Saul. Who are you? I'm an Amalekite. Here, Vayomer ben Ish ger Amaleki Anochi. He says, I am the son of a resident alien, an Amalekite. He already tries to change it slightly. Tries to soften it. I'm not actually an Amalekite. I'm the son of a resident Amalekite. Vayomer elov David. Echo yoreta lishloch yodcha lishachet et Mashiach Hashem. How did you not fear to harm and to destroy the anointed of God. He instructs one of his men to kill him. And David said, The blood is on your head, he says to the one whom he has just killed. Your own mouth has testified against you. I have killed the anointed of God. The language is very interesting. Picha anabacha, you have in fact condemned yourself, suggests the potential reading that not only is the story not true, that the Amalekite killed Saul, but that David not sure is true either. David suspects that perhaps it's not true, but what David says is true or not true, you've testified against yourself. You have admitted it. You admitted that you killed Mashiach Hashem. The fact of the matter is, according to his account, he wasn't going to live anyway. That raises some interesting moral questions. But we can never forget in this book the political side. We know that David had spoken earlier about Mashiach Hashem, about the, he himself, 
did not kill Saul because Saul was Mashiach Hashem in chapter 24 and chapter 26. David himself is Mashiach Hashem. David himself has been anointed. So over here, one is left with the question as to why David actually kills the Amalekite. Now the Amalekite, being an Amalekite, is expendable as far as David is concerned. But one cannot, in studying the book of Shmuel, ever forget the, the political aspect. So yes, he may be outraged that he killed Saul, he is an Amalekite, but the emphasis once again on Mashiach Hashem, Yudon Ha Mashiach Hashem, statement being made by somebody who himself is Mashiach Hashem.